Welcome back to Millennial Z and Boomer X. I'm Boomer X. And I'm Millennial Z. And please subscribe to the podcast or like and subscribe if you're one of our YouTube viewers. And we're glad you're back here and listening and watching us. Today we're talking about breakups. How do they happen? Why do they happen? What do you do? And how does each generation handle them? So how about you? you <laughs> <laughs> you've had your share. a bit different than your generation. Um, I know most people, we just ghost people most of the time. Like, yeah. I think it's a lot less confrontational most of the time. Most of the time. Now you're, you have your caveats where people are a lot more expressive with their emotions and what they did to their feelings and what have you. But for the most part, when somebody pretty much does somebody wrong to a certain extent and they have the option to completely disengage and not ever speak to that person again pretty much what they'll take that's in. what happens yeah that's what they'll do yeah yeah I, I look i am have not been above ghosting in my past before that was a thing you just mm-hmm. simply didn't go around them because you didn't want to be around them and that was that and they got to hint after a while and if mm-hmm. they were particularly brave or hard-headed they might ask you hey what's going on? You never want to hang out. Like, no, I I just, I don't want to hang out. We don't seem to have anything in common in that kind of thing. And there'd be a little discussion. Wouldn't even be that. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's not even that much. (laughs) Yeah. You don't even respond to them. Just, Oh, that's interesting. That's pretty much what your generation does. huh? Yeah. I remember seeing somewhere where our generation is a lot more likely to just quit and not even give two weeks notice and just not show up and just nobody knows why. Yeah, my generation was saddled with that. You got to give two weeks no matter what. That's the least you can do. And before I left my job, I gave them like four months notice, you know, to make sure mm-hmm. they were aware, had somebody in place, could get ready. I could train people if they wanted anything they wanted to do. And, you know, they didn't avail themselves of it, but they had the opportunity. And I certainly wouldn't have given less than two weeks. And even jobs that I hate, and I didn't hate that job. It just, it, it was time for me to leave. But even with jobs that I hated, unless they did something that was obviously disrespectful or abusive to me, I gave them two weeks. Even as a teenager. Yeah, very subjective though, but I would say the reasons why I've goes to jobs, I would say they're justified, but I mean, that's obviously very subjective. Sure. If you, if you're going to ghost, you always think you're justified in ghosting or you right. wouldn't do it. You do usually justify else. your actions before you do them. Right. Right. Most people, <laughs> but uh, whether they're justified or not, you justify them yourself. The most blatant one was, um, when I was working at, uh, Lowe's and they kept, they had a terrible time with scheduling and they hired some new person and they started favoring certain people as scheduling than others. Even though they were trying to, they were pampering me to try to be into management and everything with only within like two to three months working there. And they, they hired some new person and she started favoring people. And I hadn't worked in a week or two. And I'm like, this is crazy. So I just started getting, I just got a different job. You know, that's what I did. And they called me up. Wouldn't they expect you to do that? That's usually with retail and restaurant places. That's pretty much how they fire you without firing you. Right. That way That's you right. can't collect unemployment. They basically just don't put you on the schedule. You're like, how come I'm not getting hours? And they're like, well, we're just busy and we haven't been able to squeeze. They give you some nonsense excuse and you go, all right, I got the hint. And you go somewhere else. Like, right. You know, you, you need they, the job. That's why you went me there. One day out of the week or something crazy when I right. was essentially working 40 to 60 hours before, before that. Yeah. And, and now, now you're I, working eight. Yeah. Maybe eight to 10. And I'm like, so I find a job immediately. Yeah, you and need they a call job. Me up. Right. Yeah, they called me up and like, where are you at? I'm like, what are you talking about? Go mm-hmm. away. And I hung up on them. Like, <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. You're the one. Yeah. Trying to mess me over with pay. You essentially ghosted me, and now two weeks later, probably somebody quit, and they put you on the schedule, and they said, well, we hadn't heard from him. He still must be working, and then they try to call you up and push you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't disagree. Some people may disagree with the method, but they deserve to go. That sounded like they were pushing you out. And then when you mm-hmm. said, okay, I got the hint. I mean, you went there to get a job and mm-hmm. you weren't, you didn't have a job for two weeks. They just didn't let you know. And you found some other place and then they wonder where you went. Well, what do you think happened? Right. <laughs> you know, um, 
That's and, you know, I don't blame Lowe's. It's obviously management issues and whoever was there is favoring somebody, giving them well, all the hours. The management of Lowe's hours. represents Lowe's, so you should blame Lowe's. Sure. Um, I'm not saying you become raging, just go, hey, that's that's just right. poor management. As in, I still shop at Lowe's. I don't hate Oh, Lowe's. yeah. I, why would you? I, would, I wouldn't yeah. either. Yeah. I don't take it. I'm like, well, no. I'm banning Lowe's from my life now. You just broke up with them. Yeah, because they were breaking up with you. You know, mm-hmm. they, like I said, that's common for retail and restaurant places. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the other one was um, I used to do lawn service, and the guy would put us on salary so he could work us more hours without having to pay us overtime. And he had a regiment amount you had to do a certain amount of lawns for the week to get a certain amount of pay done, and that was your work schedule, right? So you would be able to make your own hours. Essentially, you'd be able to make your own workload and whatever amount of lawns was per payment was how much, you know, like, say you needed to make $3,600 that week, right? And each right. lawn had a certain amount of payment. I would get that done, but I would get it done earlier than the day was out. He would say you had a, it was, you know, 7.30 to 4.30, 7.30 to 5.30, but I'd be done by 2.30. So I would go home for the day and he, he did not like that. So I just kept doing it until he said he, until he, until he was like, you can't do that anymore. I said, oh, okay. I just didn't go back. Was he paying you by the thing. hour? Nope. He was paying me a salary, but he wanted me to stay afterwards when I was already done for the day. So, so he, he just wanted you there because he just he wanted, wanted me you there. there. He literally right. wanted me to sit in the office. Right. Like, oh, okay. But he this wasn't paying you hourly. He was, he was paying you by the job or he was paying you by the week? Yeah, he's paying me by the job. He's paying you by the job. It was technically salary. That's what. It's, okay. So he was, was essentially you... doing it to exploit the fact that he didn't have to do hourly. That's what he was doing. Right. So he didn't have to pay overtime. So your mm-hmm. salary work. Yeah. If he would have been audited, they probably would have said, "Look, these guys aren't management. They're they're technical frontline people. You need to pay them time and a half for so many hours." But people always play those games. He'll find out if he ever gets dinged for it. Mm-hmm. yeah that that's interesting the only time i quit without any sort of notice is when they were abusive over a protracted period of time now, i was much younger and these guys were in their 40s and i was probably in my late teens early early 20s and or even mid-teens because i started working young and if they would you know scream and holler or, or play those little uh schedule games or anything like that i was done I just wouldn't go back. I'd ghost like you. And if they called back, I'd be like, hello. Well, mm-hmm. aren't you coming to work? Why would I come into work? Why would anybody, I'd tell them, why would anybody work for you? I'm not going to get screamed at anymore. Or, you took me <laughs> off the schedule. You know, I would tell them I wouldn't, you know, and I wouldn't scream or ran or curse them. I would just tell them I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not going back. You didn't even give notice. Why would I give notice to you? If you're going to fire me, you wouldn't give notice to me. And that was the other thing. I would notice how they treated other people. And if, Mm -hmm. if they got rid of people willy nilly, I didn't have any loyalty because I knew I'd be next at some point, you know, like I said, retail or restaurant. And that's what I was doing. I was a teenager. I didn't know anything. I was, I was unskilled Mm -hmm. and they would fire somebody on the spot (laughs) often, or at the end of the day, tell them don't come back. And they had nothing, you know, but back then you could get another job doing the same thing pretty quickly Mm -hmm. if you were willing to pound the pavement and uh, do a similar job so people weren't too upset about it um and it's that way now but for a while it was hard to find a job you couldn't get a job you know so if you were let go and you needed that little bit of money they were paying you you were suffering for a while yeah yeah there's been a couple of moments of months at a time i didn't have a job i've definitely found that you found a pinch huh but also I know I'm a bit picky with my jobs. I hate service. I hate dealing with service. So I avoid that at all costs. If, hate, if possible. I hate restaurants. I hate being whatever that retail is. and restaurant mm-hmm. dealing with the, uh, yeah. General public is not a thing. It's generally thing. because most people are pretty cool and no problem, but that's not the people you have to deal with. You always have to deal with the Karens right. and the Kyles who are just out of their mind with nonsense mm-hmm. and, blame you for the world's problems and like hey man i'm i just work here this is the policy and you want to say dude if you don't like it don't give them your money go somewhere else this is what they do this is why things are so cheap here as opposed to other places they don't do what you like 
those mm -hmm. places you like that they do those things they charge a lot more because they have to deal with your nonsense but <laughs> the, but, they, <laughs> but they're trying to you know find get the best of both worlds pay nothing and get full service or get something extra or whatever and you always have those people yeah you know? mm -hmm. yeah the the constant demand of customer service or customer satisfaction but when yeah. you actually try that, for customer satisfaction right it's time to do it and so those places behind. live or die by you know catering to customers so they can't alienate them but but here's the trick and some places know this especially places in big cities that the 80 percent of your profits come from people you never hear know about or anything in those general places like that they just go in do their business and leave everybody's happy everybody knows the rules everybody knows what's expected it's out there transaction completed and done that tiny fraction of a group of people that create all those problems you'd be way better off saying i don't think we're the place for you and and inviting them not to come back <clears throat> and i know many people will be horrified at that but you'll find your business go a lot smoother the only issue is those people usually have big mouths and will lie and make up stories about what happened to put you in a bad light and that could hurt your business that's the only yeah. caveat because you will be more profitable if those people don't come yeah but i will say i have definitely sometimes you have to break up with the customers when I, if you're a business owner i've only done it once but with a with the motorcycle dealership mm -hmm. I, I left a seething review on them and they deserved it wholeheartedly yeah as I long as you state facts you're state. good uh when i was running a private investigative agency i had a law firm i worked for and i worked many hours for them they got a lot of free hour business and they knew it but that was just part of my model to get in to show with the kind of work and they said they loved me started using me i said hey look i have to start charging you for this extra stuff you pile on after making the assignment and want me to do this do that and i gave you a, a dollar quote of what this is going to be and if it's within a few hours of that I, I generally don't worry about it but they were starting to pile on it and those guys charge in six minute increments you go over they're going to send you a bill you know that's how they and if i tried doing that even though i charged only one fifth as much as they did they would have a stroke mm -hmm. because it was taken away from their pocket and i finally just said i can't work for you anymore and they were outraged you know and i was calm and collected and said i can't make a profit working for you you take advantage you abuse you don't let me charge what i tell you i need to charge you do all of these policies i don't care the reason why i don't know if it's your admin person the attorney himself your office manager i don't know and it doesn't matter i can't work for you and they were raging and, and lost it and i just hung up but they, they kept contacting me. They would send me an email. They sent me a, a letter. They would call after. I just didn't respond. There's nothing to say. Yeah. And I did make some money, but I was working so much for that little bit. I couldn't market or gain other clients or do other things. They, right. were, they were enjoying so much of my time and expertise and skill, and they weren't paying hardly anything considering the amount of time and effort I'd put into it. So they just, they just weren't worth it. Yeah, a net loss for sure. Yeah, they I, they were a customer I had to fire. I broke up with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were promising me more work and they'd be easier and I'd just build whatever I needed to because my work was so much better and they didn't have to worry about any of my product or any any of those things. And it just did not matter. And I knew it was nonsense. I would go in, they'd probably be fine for about two weeks and then it would go right back to the way it was because the way they did it seemed methodical. They were pushing to see what they could get away with. And when it was, I made it clear that, look, this can't continue. They just ignored it. And I mentioned a couple of other things. They just ignored it. You know how I am. I'm, I'm going to tell you if you're bothering me yeah. and tell you why you're bothering me and, and it needs to stop. And if you don't, I'm done. And that's what happened. It just continued. And, and we needed the money then, but it just didn't matter. It was killing me. Right. So I was, I, I broke up with my customer. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would definitely have to. I couldn't have. I couldn't handle that situation. I would. I would have to blow up on them if they just kept doing that over. No, I, there was no sense in blowing up. It wouldn't have changed. And then they would have blamed me, and I, they would have put me in a position of begging them, you know, mm -hmm. to to get. No, I didn't want to do that. They were. They were. And I know they knew what they did, and they were trying to see how I was going to respond. And them mis just being cold and cutting them out 
and telling them about it and letting them know all the warnings. And I brought all that up and we discussed it. They just had nothing to say. And of course they denied it, but they knew it was true. Mm -hmm. And I was done with them. So that was it. Yeah. So how about girlfriends? You mentioned before on a previous podcast about broke up with a girlfriend and your mind couldn't shake her for a while. Yeah. Use there as a comparison. I wouldn't say um, there's a much similarity with business and, and girlfriend in that aspect. No, with uh, <laughs> that's the thing. I, I wouldn't either. With business, it's just that you run the numbers, see how much time you're wasting. Is it worth it to you emotionally, mentally, and physical? And if not, you cut them loose. It's business. That's right. that. But with personal relationships, when you form that emotional bond, especially if you fall in love with them and you have all these other expectations and plans, and it seems like they all go away. That can be rough and that can be a whole other thing. Do you become charged with emotional content where you normally wouldn't? Mm-hmm. And, Probably uh, the most common tough. one for me to, for me, for them breaking up or me breaking up with them is uh, growing apart. That just naturally happens. Growing apart. Things. You just turned 28. How, how, how far could you grow? It's sure, not like you, you were when married. You're dating somebody. <laughs> Dating somebody from 16 to even 18, that's a, that's a long... Yeah, that's a lot, a lot of, happening during that time period. I mean, you just do split apart. Your lives go in different directions. You're in high school. You're doing school things. So everybody's right. doing the same stuff. And after that, you got to make start yeah. making adult decisions, and that may cause you to go different paths. That's for sure. Yeah. Was okay. it amicable during yeah, that period? It was, it, yeah. was, it was also, I mean, the one um, was when it, I was just at the time... Ghosted she, each other. No, she decided to go, you know, long distance to college to a different state, and I wasn't going to do that. Mm-hmm. And she also started getting a lot more um, church obsessed, mm. which I'm fine with church, but mm-hmm. she a little bit too much. Spent a lot of time there, mm-hmm. and, I, and I didn't want to do that. So I was like, well, we're kind of having different values in life. So. Yeah, not your cup of tea. Don't know mm-hmm. if you wanted to live that life because you know you would have been absorbed in it. Right. yeah right yeah and gotcha not to say i don't mind church at all just i don't want to be a part of that relationship right. well that's a wise decision at that age a lot of mm-hmm. guys at 18 years old would have just said well i'll see what it's about and see how this works and then you find yourself doing it and getting sucked in and you're part of it and extricating yourself from that's very difficult when you've changed your life yeah i was already quite aware of that religion i mean by that time i'd already read the bible a couple times but i was pretty in deep of theology from from you and and my brother already mm-hmm. for that point so i was like oh, okay i'm i i respect the religion a lot but not i'm not going to that's that's not church that's not my lifestyle this this yeah. church this particular religion this lifestyle is not me mm-hmm. right yeah I, I have to admit i have when i was dating before i uh met my current fiance um in the early stages if it just didn't turn out right i have to admit to ghosting rather than me calling him and telling him, oh, this isn't going to work out after one or two dates. What are you going to say? We're, that's what dating's about. If I don't call you back, obviously <laughs> I'm not interested in going out anymore. Now, if we'd been going out for a couple of months, I would, you know, call or say something. Um, Which is interesting because I'm quite the opposite. If it's early on, I would, I'm much more comfortable with just telling you like, hey, this isn't working out because I feel mm-hmm. like there's not really hard feelings about it. Mm. But when it's been a while, I don't feel like I don't feel like I need to justify anything to you. I'm quite sure, you know, and I don't want to have to. Oh, so you're leaving for a bad feeling reason that it you just didn't want to have to explain yourself and get into harsh stuff. Yeah, I don't want to even have a conversation about it because I feel like we're just going to start yelling at each other. And I don't even care enough about it anymore to do that. Wow, that's kind of backwards. Yeah, in my (laughs) estimation for my generation, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Once you've done that for a while, you know, there's one, I dated a woman for several years and uh, I loved her. She loved me and you remember her, but um, it got to the point where I just, it seemed like I was at a dead end and I could not see her anymore. And Mm -hmm. I ended up breaking up with her on the phone, which was, I know, insulting to her and it, and I didn't mean it to be, but thinking back on it, it was, and I gave no explanation and just said, we need to break up because I didn't want to get into it. But I did owe at least a, a conversation to her. And uh, and I did love her. And it hurt like crazy. But I knew 
if this continued, I was miserable for a while and I knew if it continued, it would be miserable. And it wasn't her fault. She was a wonderful person, warm, kind to me, real good to me. One of the few people in my life that I've dated that was good to me, but I knew that I, I didn't feel like I was treating her properly in my mind and I didn't treat her badly. I just wasn't right in my head with it. And it, and it was because a whole host of reasons after having, because I was dating her after having divorced your mother. And my head was just messed up and I just, I was just done. You know, it was just nothing to do with her. Like I said, she was wonderful. It was just all me and I could not do it. And I couldn't give an explanation. And there were some other mitigating factors, but again, it wasn't her. It was some surrounding things, but I didn't want to explain it to her. It didn't matter. And I knew if I continued, it would grow worse and I just couldn't do it. So I called her and said, I can't do this anymore. And it was, and I yeah, didn't meet her in her person. Badly. Yeah, I didn't want to treat her badly. And I, and I didn't want to, you know, do those things. I just wanted to end it and let me have to deal with my stuff and let her have to deal with her stuff. And that was that. But I knew if it continued, I would be miserable and I would start making her miserable and start acting badly because I'd be taking her for granted. I didn't want to do that. So I ended. And that was probably one of the most miserable ones because it it truly was not because... I couldn't be around her. I couldn't be around anybody. You know what I mean? And it was just horrible timing for me and everything. And I just could not do it. And I couldn't stand it. And I should have done it in person, but like you <laughs> and a lot of other people, I didn't want to have her crying and this big scene and all this. And I knew it was inevitable. And she was pretty stoic and mature for sure. And may not have done that, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it would have. But I didn't want to be disrespectful and not do anything and just let her try to figure it out or get angry and give her an excuse or play games. I didn't want to play games. So I at least called. It wasn't via text. You know, it wasn't an email. It wasn't. We went out for, like I said, several years, but I just could not do it. I said, I can't do this. And that was terrible. Um, just the whole thing. But really, that that if that wasn't the best course of action, I think for me and her, I wouldn't have taken it because me continuing to be there just would have made everything worse and it's tough to explain when you can't point at any specific thing it's just an amalgamation of your life saying this has to end yeah. <laughs> in your in your mind and that's one of those horrible things like with your mother and I we, we were just different people you know we had grown up knew each other young and uh just got to where we didn't like each other I didn't like the way she treated y'all and treated me and treated other people and she didn't like the fact that I called her on it <laughs> and would start treating her the same way she treated everybody else and that would anger her terribly so we would fight all the time and it needed to go and I didn't like the way that she ended it wanted to do it she couldn't talk about it she had to do something else and I just didn't like the whole thing so that was a bad one just because everything that was involved and uh, we were together so long and uh, didn't like anything about it, but that was a bad one because once you get deep emotions over a long period of time, it seems like it's almost always going to be bad, uh, unless you're <laughs> you're really right. Unless you're really friends and you both are self-aware and realize what are we doing? Why don't yeah. we try to work this out? And that is a rare thing with two people, uh, especially or, go. I through think the other life. way is um, I can definitely see this happening. I haven't done it, but if you've gotten over somebody and for some reason you stuck around way longer than you should have mm -hmm. and you're just done with the situation, mm -hmm. it might destroy them inside, but you're kind of done with it and it right. doesn't affect you as much. Yeah. That's you, very, it doesn't very matter awful. what kind of reaction they have because it's just not going to bother you. So yeah, you can just coldly go about it. And yeah. That's that. And I don't recommend um, that one at all. <laughs> no, it's don't, you shouldn't be there at long. And, yeah. and that's why I ended. I wouldn't, I know I seemed cold, but I wasn't, I was doing that on the outside just to save my inside. And if she hated me, that was good. That would give her a reason to not like yeah. me anymore, you know, and get over me yeah, fast. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly why I did it that way. Just to make her hate me and get over me faster. If I, if I did it in a way that was kind and nice and all this, she would have pined away forever. This way she could have a bunch of reasons in her head to hate my guts and move on, you know? And I, I thought that was better in the long run or I would have done it a different way. And I know that seems goofy. Who am I to make that? But I'm the guy doing the breakup. I'm the one, you know, do it. So I'm the one that gets to do the breakup. Yeah. I want to. 
it's a hard choice to make. Yeah, sure. I mean, everybody's got their reasons and thinking, and good, bad, or ugly. That's just that's just the way you go with it. Mm-hmm. So you have to do something. Yeah, my long term breakups are not nearly as long. First off, because I haven't lived as long, and secondly, right. <laughs> secondly, a lot messier because they're young and young and young in days. I'm already a young and right, but well, that <laughs> mine is um with uh, Yasmina, and you met Yasmina was. Mm-hmm we were living together and i think we were together for two to three years yeah you were together a good long spell for your age yeah, yeah. and um we just started growing apart and i mm-hmm. was diving into video games and mm-hmm. not really paying attention to that much and i noticed yeah. she was going out with friends more and more and well, I started... that should have been a clue yeah well and, I started... and the thing is you didn't care from apparently you kept doing video games so yeah I didn't that's care. another I was... clue super uh, yeah i was super obsessed with the game at a time and playing with all my friends uh and then started doing stupid things started cheating on her and then i was like okay i'm doing that i've noticed i'm cheating on her with two other women i probably should just break this off and get the you know yeah like, that was that was yeah that like, wasn't wise down. for a whole host of reasons not not only that but it's just not right for your to her or yourself yeah, well, me admitting it to her, she's like, yeah, I've been cheating on you, too. I'm like, well, okay, well, there we go. So you could have <laughs> figured that out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounded like you handled it okay, considering. Yeah, um, there was a lot of crying involved. It was a lot more right. emotional and, and, at the moment, but... But y'all weren't hateful to each other. Uh, just mad at other, the whole thing. Just, just upset. I think more I was upset at myself for letting it get to that far and me making mm-hmm. those mistakes when I know I know better. Right. You know, you're just mad at yourself a lot. Right, and knowing what's happening the entire time and still letting it happen, essentially watching yourself make really yeah, it's, it's weird and complex how people are, especially when it involves emotions. It's mm-hmm. it is definitely unpredictable. And the thing is, like I said, I dieted quite a few women in the past, even though looking at me, you wouldn't be able to tell. But and they were all very pretty. But most of them, we just decided, you know, this is nice, but I don't think this is going to continue. And we just kind of knew that. We weren't going to date anymore for whatever reason, different times in life, different goals, different actions. And it just kind of turned into a friendship as opposed to a romance. And that was that. And that's most of them. And I'm cool with the vast majority of them. It's just some ended up not so cool uh, (laughs) for a variety of reasons. And I think that happens when people believe they try to make it work and but the behaviors don't change from either person. So then you start resenting them and hating them. And then you start just becoming continuously angry and it turns into blow ups and other things. And that's when it's, that's when it's bad. Um, and, and, you know, that's with a romantic one, but people do that with work too. Uh, Cause they need a job and they're emotionally attached to the people they work with. And they'll act the same way until they act so crazy that they get fired yeah. or they quit in a rage, you know, and they can't go back or whatever is going on. Yeah. I would say I don't regret as much as I thought I would regret it or I did regret it at the time because I'm now much more confident in myself and like I don't need to cheat because I know what it was like and it was awful it mm-hmm. sucks the entire time yeah the I whole thing is it. terrible when you're doing that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. now I know I don't have even to if you don't have it. any morals about it because some people don't you'd be amazed yeah. but it, that's not the point it's just oh the entire time it was eating me alive I'm like why am I doing this it's awful. right but it's just a it's just a bad decision for a variety of reasons, if you don't believe in the immorality of it, it just creates mm-hmm. complications. There's deceit, manipulations. It creates stress. Involved, so it doesn't, yeah, creates stress when it doesn't need to be. Why would you do that? Just break up. If that's happening, go ahead and break up. It, yeah. or, or have this heart-to-heart talk and say, you know, if this <laughs> continues, I'm going to have to find somebody else. I'm just letting you know. Just for whatever you got to do, but come clean is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, just face it as a mature adult and move on be who you are if you can't mm-hmm. be with one person tell them can't be with one person because this just isn't working out for me and right. i'm letting you know don't be surprised if <laughs> you see me out and about with somebody <laughs> you know in that polygamy life yeah you know some that. people do it you know i think it works for them good on them but i'm not sure it's good for me but <laughs> we'll see <laughs> um it creates too many complications and stress that I just rather not deal with. I would say between relationships and business is uh, friendships on breaking up with people. Yeah. You know, that's a, 
that's a toughie. But at my age, I don't see that so tough anymore. Um, m- most of my friendships. It's easier for you to break up with friends. Oh yeah, if it's a if it's a a friend and they do something horrible, and I'm like, what in the world? And I it's so bad that I believe that I can't be their friend. It would have to be a huge thing, or I wouldn't have been friends with them in the first place. It takes a long time for me to befriend somebody and really trust them. So I can't see that happening. But it has happened in the past when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I would tell them, like, I can't be friends with you. I, I find something about the way you think and act just doesn't work well with the way I think and act. And I can't trust you. I can't be your friend. And if I can't trust somebody, I can't be their friend, period. Uh, I can't yeah. work for them either. That's the other thing. If I don't trust somebody, can't work for them. Yeah. And that's a big one. <laughs> that's a lot of people I won't work for. that's not a bad rule at all right i think a lot of people need to adopt that rule because they don't they don't trust their business or partner or yeah if i now mistakes happen and things can happen that i disagree with and i'll move on i might not like it but it doesn't mean that that i think you disrespect me or i that you're a distrustful that's that's different if Mm -hmm. uh if i think you're disrespectful to people and you can't be trusted, I can't work for you. And I've given up a lot of money because of that over the years, because I won't associate myself with you. I would say probably the top reasons and friendships a lot, a lower standard for me. I'm not saying friendship as in, you know, long, I have, you know, I have 15 year old friends right now. I'm not saying those type of friends, but I've never broken up with any of those friends. I still have those friends in my in my life, so I couldn't say. Yeah, those are teenagers. You're 28. What you doing with a 15? You mean online, hanging out online, play? Yeah, well, I met. Nick. Yeah, I've met Nick, and I mean, he's, I've known him since I was 12, 13 years old. Oh, and, friends you've had for 15 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got friends that I met in the Not sixth 15 grade. Year old friends. Oh yeah, I'm about to say, what do you do with a 15 year old? No, yeah, no. yeah. Now you're clear. Okay, yeah, much better. That's good. <laughs> Um, long friends. Yeah, well, I've I've got friends I've known for over forty years. Right, you know, they're they're really family. I mean, more than one. I'm really fortunate. I have some really good, like I said, family that I've mm-hmm. uh, that I've created over the years. And I see if they contacted me, I don't have to worry about them. There's mm-hmm. nothing they could do that would make me go, I can't be around you anymore. And the reason why is I know who they are. If these people did anything that would be other people would consider horrifying i know there was a good reason not a good an overwhelming reason that something had to be done Mm -hmm. and all i'd be they could call me and i'd be okay how many shovels do i need to bring it would be (laughs) it would not be a question yeah where yes just tell me where to be and how many shovels to bring that's all i need to know i'll bring water too yeah that's (laughs) it, it but that's that's 40 years you know also i was like that you know after knowing them for 10 years so but i knew who they were i I, and they knew who i was and i know if if anything happened like that i didn't have to worry about any crazy stuff anything them doing anything that i would go man what is wrong with you i do not have to worry about that with those people so if something like i said truly insane occurred and they called me needing help absolutely you got it what kind of help do you need? That's all I would ask. You can tell me the details when I get there. What kind of help do you need right. if it's an emergency? That's it. That's all I need to know. Yeah. How, yeah. how best can I help you is essentially what you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Tell me the detail. We can talk about it after, but you need help now. Let's, I'll do it. But I've been extremely fortunate with that. And mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people don't have that, but that's because I'm super picky and it takes me a long time to consider you a friend. But once you're a friend, you're a friend, period. Mm-hmm. I'll ask have... you this on, on your friendships. How, have you gotten into really serious arguments with any of them? Oh, yeah. 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 Some in the past. But I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like now, we, we could get into debates and discussions and, and I call light arguments. But I don't I wouldn't get into an argument because I try to see it from their point of view and talk about it. I have a different mental <laughs> state about it you know than i did then um so no i don't know if i would have an argument about them you know with them about anything in particular like a real heated one i wouldn't i wouldn't yeah, get was, heated there, 
yeah they're my friend like to break up with them or anything like that no i'll be like well what are you what are you talking about explain this to me it would be a wholly different approach than i would when i was younger like your age or younger we've definitely gotten in heated debates about certain things certain things all of us have gotten into one of us has gotten into it with anybody else at least once right and and that's okay that's how you find boundaries and know how each other thinks and things like that now i have done a thing in the past and those heated debates let me know okay that's how they really are and what they really think done done with them they're not they're not my Mm -hmm. friend and they were close like they might have considered me a friend but i didn't consider them a friend they just didn't know it Mm -hmm. yeah i liked them well enough and i respected them as a person and they were good acquaintances but they hadn't reached friendship level yet for me (laughs) so so I, you know, if they do that, and not to say an argument would get rid of friendship, not at all. It's just things came out in that argument that revealed to me what kind of person they were. And I don't need to talk about it anymore. And also certain activities would occur. Now, again, it doesn't mean a heated argument is going to end a potential friendship. It's like what is said and done, what is revealed during that argument that would make me think differently of you is is the thing. Right. That, so that hasn't happened to me in 30 years, so yeah yeah it's a it's a bit different dynamic because most of my generation now we especially video gamers like me we make friends through video games so yeah i, I can't see making a friend people. through a through a video game it's or online different dynamic yes you don't know how somebody truly is until you spend time with them in person and you go through things in person over time see how they react talk uh, to them know how they think about things I don't know if I can be your you friend. Find a lot, you find out a lot sooner that way. I would definitely say that. But well, you if find you spend out... five years talking to people about different things, and you just spend pretty much daily with them, you start figuring out how they think. Well, you time. can see, you get an idea of the kind of person, but you really don't know until skin is in the game, until real problems arise or real celebration is at hand to how they act. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it depends yeah. on how the friendship is. If you're only playing video games with each other and you just do sessions and then you all get off, that's mm-hmm. one thing. But if y'all are just sitting in a lobby for hours on end daily, y'all start talking about things and you start, you know. Yeah, and, and that's and, certainly a way of getting to know somebody. People, but yeah, you're not going to know till you go out and perhaps, you know, almost get in a fight or fight, you know, argue over a girl or, or work at a job together through stress or, you know, you really don't know how that person is until it's you know it's under stress over a period of time and see how they react you really don't know well, you can get stressed during games <laughs> yeah but it's it doesn't there's no consequences no real consequences for messing up is it's my still point. just as stressful I, yeah. that's the I, that's the gap between generations yeah I, I couldn't consider some like someone like that a genuine friend i'd consider him a virtual friend and you know what that means not quite a friend yeah an almost friend a virtual friend because we're mm-hmm. we're friends on virtual space but if we haven't spent time in person together, so me breaking up with a virtual friend, I'd call it a virtual breakup. Didn't really happen because we weren't really <laughs> friends. <laughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't mean much to me at all. Uh, uh, doesn't mean that I wouldn't like, Hey, and talk to him in person or anything. It's just like, it, it wouldn't be a great loss to me because we were never really friends. Does that make sense? M- more of a, I can see point. why you think that way. Right. And right. That's Cause it's a standard for you. Right. Just a different standard for me. I know, yeah. I, I will say that I back up your thought process a little bit because it did solidify a lot of my already trust when when Nick decided to drive to Louisiana to pick me up and we and then he drove me back to somewhere. Like, we just go... Yeah, see, that's, re- that's real life stuff, though. That's what yeah, I'm talking right. about. Is when he solidified it when we just started doing... Yeah, he put skin in the game and showed his grace mm-hmm. under stress and what he was willing to do. That's how you know it's a friend. If right. this would have been online, it's meaningless almost. Other than the fact that he was talking to you online and spending time with you, that's how much of a friend, a virtual friend is. Online time and imaginary stuff. So, you know. Yes but, and no. <laughs> it depends. Right. Uh, because you start when you start playing certain games like we started playing, uh, when you start spending about, devoting about 24 hours, 48 hours up, and right. you are on different I get you. times to do yeah, things. You're, you're, you're spending real long stretches of time. Yeah, and, and you're devoting a lot of time for each other, so they benefit as well for things. You start right. saying, like, okay, these people are like... And virtual trying. situations, so you, you, get an, you get a sense for who they are. I get yeah. you. That makes sense. That does make sense, but I, I still... Again, that's I still, me. I agree that it, it's a lot faster through physical means, and it definitely solidifies a lot of your thoughts when they do it in physical 
you know, when people start seeing each other in person, it right? Well, it's, if, all, it's, it's a lot more affirmative. Correct. It's yeah. It's it's the only thing that would be really affirmative for me. Mm -hmm. In in person, but you know, that's like romantic online relationships. You break up with them. Well, you weren't really with them. Yeah, I had a lot of those. Yeah, you know, I you, so many of those. Yeah, well, it, that's not really romance to me, other than you're no. online. That's a it's a communication. It's, it's like bright letters to each other, but you're yeah, doing it in real time, that. and you're seeing their face. Yeah. You know, it's I breaking up with somebody like that online. It, it you may have some emotional attachment you created, but it's genuinely it's in way your head. Yeah, because you haven't, well, you don't know who head. they really are. You don't even Fair. know what they smell like. You don't know their perfume. You don't know anything about them. You don't know what their real life's work. You don't know who their real friends are. You don't, you don't, you haven't seen how they kept their room really. I mean, like I can see your room behind you, but I don't know what's around that and what's beyond that door. You don't really know that much about them. Sure. So again, breaking up with somebody like that, it would be a, a short discussion on how you spend time and like, okay, I, we can't do this anymore. And that'd be that. <laughs> I, i'm gonna give it the benefit of doubt a little bit because even though i've had a lot of long distance virtual meeting virtually and ending virtually never meeting them in person situations it, mm -hmm. i definitely agree that it's a lot easier to break up with them in that situation yeah. yeah but i've also never devoted myself enough to actually care so i'm not gonna say that it wouldn't hurt for and certain that, people right and that's because you don't have to because it's all mm -hmm. online you don't that's what i'm saying you have no sure. real skin in the game yeah, but I'm not going to say nobody's ever had to or never has had that type of commitment to somebody online, especially if they some I've heard some stories of people being five to seven years without ever meeting each other in person. They finally do meet each other in person. So. Yeah, I've read we all have read those stories. And the reason why you see those stories is because it rarely happens. It's I'm a sure big it deal because most people just don't go the distance and they mm -hmm. don't form the kind of bond that most people form because it's online everybody knows while it's real but it's real online it's not mm -hmm. real in person and at some yeah, point everybody knows i'm giving the room for the exception of, of mm -hmm. those people you know they broke you know, up okay that's probably pretty right. traumatizing right yeah and i'm not discounting the fact that they're hurting i'm just yeah. saying for, for me that mm -hmm. i wouldn't i just couldn't become that attached to somebody because my mind would constantly be telling me this isn't real this is virtual this isn't actually a relationship other than you're talking to somebody online and you're communicating with them. And that's important, but it only goes so far. You haven't mm -hmm. eaten dinner together. You haven't gone to the park together. You haven't ridden in a car together. You haven't done anything. You haven't picked out clothes. You haven't gone to a restaurant. You haven't gone to a mall. You haven't gone anywhere, done anything together other than sit in front of a screen and talk to each other which is important because you're communicating and you're conveying ideas and spending time, but that's all it is. And you do that with people at work every day, all day, eight hours a day. <laughs> and oftentimes people don't even know who their coworker is and don't form much of an attachment to them. They leave a job and they're like, bye and never see those people again. They weren't really friends. They were coworkers. And that's kind of right. how I would consider somebody online, almost like a coworker at some point that, and that would be about as much as I could go. Not to say they wouldn't be missed, but they'd I be bet, missed. I don't know shallow. if you have enough time in life to to rearrange your brain for that situation, because I think it would have to be you'd have to devote yourself quite a while because you you already are you already set in a certain concrete mindset, right? So I don't think you'll ever be able to change in the amount of time. Maybe with, I think it'd have to be another thirty or forty years. And well, yeah. again, if now if we had an online thing and say we were back to the old pandemic stuff and. We were sending each other gifts from Amazon and we were doing other things that would require real life interaction. Then it would go up a level for me. They would start forming real bonds to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Even if we hadn't met in person, because I would see physical responses and physical results from these virtual communications. Then I would know, OK, this is not just that, but I would have to see something tangible result from it more mm -hmm. so than virtual communication. Mm -hmm. For, for my mind to allow that to occur. Um, to head it back towards friendships, I have a little bit of a story to say because when I was in high school, I used to hang out with, I was one of seven white kids in a mostly 
non-white school. So mm-hmm. I didn't have any, I didn't like any of those white kids. Mm-hmm. So I would hang out, you know, everybody makes clicks and they had the Latinos and they had the blacks and they had the whites. That's pretty much how it was. And mm-hmm. so I started hanging out with the Latinos and the, and the Mexicans and I got in good friends with Miguel, one of my friends. And uh, this was sophomore year. And I think around senior year, he started having cousins come over and start going to the same school as him. Mm-hmm. And they started driving me and I'd take the bus, as you know, from from elementary school to high school, I was taking the bus. So I, mm-hmm. they started dropping me off home because they lived not too far away. Well, um, they started like one day we we're chilling and, and they started doing uh, they started smoking weed in the middle of the car while I was while they were driving us home like they're like teenagers already don't know how to drive first mm-hmm. off. And then they're trying to like have this aluminum foil bong and lighting it while driving while they're driving yeah while, yeah and i'm like oh okay and i didn't say anything at the time i'm just making mm-hmm. sure like if we almost die i'm gonna grab that wheel and make sure i don't and get out immediately but it was mm-hmm. fine and then after that i i hard was i hard stiffed them all and was like nah i'm not talking to y'all anymore no uh, you're done with it yeah i was pretty much done with it and i've done that way with pretty much anybody yeah that's hard to do because they were your friends at that point you just said nope i and it seems like you inherited my thing there are certain hard and fast rules that if you endanger my life or you're so foolish and risky Mm -hmm. and you don't care you don't want to care about you that's fine but if you're going to act that way with me and this is just a little thing you don't think anything of it and that's what gets me then we don't need to hang around anymore because you can't think at all you have no matter of putting things in proper perspective and i'm just not going to be around you and here's the thing you've known me of course your whole life but before before you you were alive i have done very dangerous things and did it for a living but it was always after much deliberation research and with the minimum amount of risk and other people would say it's crazy no you didn't i'm i definitely did and i've done it repeatedly but it was well thought out it Mm -hmm. wasn't just dumb things done in a yeah, spur of the moment right it wasn't dumb things done at the spur of the moment that any little variation could cause a catastrophic effect on me and other people it wasn't like that mm-hmm. and there, that's a real difference and yep. most people i tell them anything i've done is a i'd never do that and they've done far worse they just didn't know it they just don't think of it that way because like you said they they've done things like drive down the road while they were texting drinking a beer and had their knee on the wheel and while they're talking to somebody in the back seat and <laughs> that any little any little variation any of those things could cause death to everybody in the vehicle but they never think of it that way yeah i can't even fathom doing that uh and i have not to say i haven't taken risks too i ride a motorcycle yeah. sometimes you like to be a little stupid right I've got, and i've, I've gotten in wrecks for doing stupid things yeah that's i've ridden a motorcycle since i was a teenager and that's the thing you do it but it's calculated you're done you do everything to mitigate it but you love them so much you're like it's worth it for me right and the difference is i never had somebody on the back of my motorcycle while doing kind of risky things i would never do that if right. i had somebody on the back of my motorcycle we're going below the speed limit and we're going very carefully and And that's part of the thing when i was saying yeah with breakups if you have somebody who's in complete disregard for your life even if they have no regard for theirs breaking up with somebody like that if you're in a relationship with them if you call them out on it and they just dismiss you and you know they're going to continue to do it right i would have no trouble with saying can't be friends with you anymore and that's pretty much what did with people in the past when i was younger be like no man i can't hang out with you anymore Mm-hmm. you're just not somebody i want to be around and they were outraged hurt all that but don't care yeah i had to get rid of a lot of friends because and they weren't that close of friends but uh, as as you know and i don't know what it is specifically i have a couple ideas but i don't drink and i don't do any drugs and people who started doing those type of things around me i just kind of got rid of them yeah. out of my life there aren't many people who can who do well with uh drink uh I, I'm one of those people, if I get drunk, I'm a happy drunk, a bit more relaxed. And, and the other people, you, you just don't know what's going to come out in them. And some people mm-hmm. are horrible drunks. When they're drunk, they're an, an entirely different person. They're mean, they're yeah. violent and all this, angry. Some people are like that, but they love to drink. And that seems like the worst thing. I, if I was that way, I would never drink. Right. And, and I don't drink that much, but I'm a, I'm a very happy drunk my friends used to try to get me to drink because <laughs> i was much more fun <laughs> but but the thing is i don't drink that much every once in a while 
you do it just to relax and, and I'm good. Um, the interesting thing, and I found here, we're talking about breakups, a psychotherapist, Dr. Fran Walfish on bustle.com said, you should break up with someone if you continue to have the same arguments and your partner refuses to support satisfying your needs. A healthy relationship requires two willing participants who want to please each other's wants and needs. And that's a pretty broad way to say what I was gonna say and, and, and sophisticated way to say, if you're miserable because the person's not treating you well and you know it's never gonna end, you're just gonna become more miserable or stay at best medium miserable because they're just gonna be who they are and you just have to deal with it because they don't care, it's time to break up. And it doesn't matter if it's romantic, friendship, job related, contract related, acquaintance related, doesn't matter. <laughs> if, if you just can't take it, it's affecting your mental health and you know it's not gonna change or will probably get worse because it's not gonna change. They're not listening to you, you're being dismissed, meaning you don't matter, it's time to break up. It's, now, not saying immediately, but you need to plot your path out of there. Uh, I would break up in a way that's compassionate to everybody concerned. Uh, that would be the best way to do it, hopefully. Um, even if they lost their mind, that's on them. I'm not losing my mind. I just know I need to leave because I'm miserable and I need to go on my way. It depends for me. <laughs> yeah. Highly depends. Yeah, if you hold it in and build up that resentment and then something happens and you blow up and you're angry, yeah, that's how a lot of people do it because they want to go, well, it's not that bad. Maybe it's in my head. Give them the benefit of the doubt. And then they repeatedly do things that are abusive to you or treat you poorly or dismiss you or disrespect you. And then one day you just can't take it and you blow up. Well, on the them. difference is if I blow up on you, this is me trying. This is right. me still trying. And that's if what I, everybody if thinks. If I just leave, right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Well, and I learned, I learned to be done before I get overly angry about it so i don't i try not to blow up about it. i try to i'll give you warnings i'm going to tell you you're going to know and then finally I say you know what i can't do this anymore i'm finished and they're they're usually shocked because they're expecting some blow up before but i don't want to do that i don't want to do it. i can do it i don't want to do it i don't feel good you're not going to feel good this is going to be angry and ugly and i don't want to do that and there's no point to it we're going to come to the same conclusion we don't want to be around each other anymore so why don't we just do it now before it gets bad that's how right. I am. Right. And hopefully I do it in a way that's, again, uh, as compassionate as can be considering, because my head's going to be messed up at that point because right. I don't want to do it, but I know it's the best for all concerned. Right. Right. So our next podcast, what we're going to talk about is the Russia and Ukraine situation. We're going to give an update with all the information that's come out in the last week and a half, two weeks. And we talked about the Russia and China pact, but now Russia has invaded and things are going off and now they're worried about potential nuclear threats. So it's getting pretty dark and scary over there. But again, we can only glean the information that we can observe from everywhere we can and then discuss it most intelligently and see what overlaps because we are not there. And most people in the news talking about it are not there. So we're <laughs> going to try to collate and sift through as much information we can and talk about what's going on and see what we can so thank you for watching and listening and we'll talk to you soon Peace. bye everybody